Greetings all, welcome back to another episode of the MCU Staincast. This is going to be episode number 16, believe it or not, and this week we're going to be talking about uh, a little bit about Ant-Man, but uh, without further ado, uh, please welcome Mr. Hagback, the other co-host, I'm DL. What's going on guys, uh, we're here to talk about Midman. Um, Unfortunately, yeah, we gotta do it. It's it's unfortunate, this is honestly though, like probably the last movie that I'm not that looking forward to, like at least mm-hmm. the rest of the... The movies I'm looking at are, are, are scheduled right now. The rest of our schedule is looking pretty jam-packed, and I'm pretty mm-hmm. excited about it. But yeah. uh, before we do get into that, as usual, I, got, I say it every week, we got some news. Just a little bit. Just a little taste. It's, yeah, it's just a little bit. No, nothing too big this week. Uh, first off, uh, Morbius did get pushed back to April 1st. Was that number 7? <laughs> yeah, it, it, number it's pu- seven. pushed back number 7. Uh, apparently this time it was pushed back because since No Way Home is performing so well... They didn't want um, Morbius to get overshadowed or to this company to look bad having so much revenue in this quarter and no revenue in the next quarter. So they just pushed it back to the beginning of the next quarter. I mean, it is what it is. Like, they're just prolonging the inevitable because I don't want to see this movie. Yeah. But, I mean... Yeah, yeah. I don't have a huge interest in this movie. I'll probably see it. Probably not opening weekend. I don't know when I'd see it, but I'm not going to be paying like I'm gonna, it. Like I said... I'm, I'm not s- getting an IMAX. I'm, I'm going to see it for $5 at the Oswego Theater on a Thursday, on a Tuesday. That's the best way to do it. That's literally... Like, I'm not paying. Because, like, I'm sure... Like, I'm interested to see, like, how they do it. Because it's what... Like, it's still cool. Like, it's still an interesting concept, but, like... It's fucking Morbius. And yeah. it's Jared Leto. So, like, it'd either be, like, actually pretty decent or it could be overacted really to high hell. Like, yeah. So... We'll see. Um, but there's also a rumor uh, that... The child of Obadiah Stane, it is unconfirmed if it is a son or a daughter, will be showing up at the Ironheart series. This is just more of the MCU uh, connecting back to older movies. Yeah. I mean, I'm not mad at it. It doesn't add up anything to me as of right now. Mm-hmm. It's more just for continuity purposes. Like, oh yeah, like you know Obadiah Stane, so like, oh yeah, here's his children, just to like tie, go full circle. Exactly. I'm just excited to see Stane more. Mm-hmm. I just want to be able to say Stane again. Exactly. I want to bring that back. Um... Also, Marvel fans are campaigning on Twitter for both uh, Sam Raimi and Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 4, as well as Andrew Garfield's Amazing Spider-Man 3. And attached to that, Andrew Garfield has said that as long as things are, are good, and as long as the story is good, that he would return for another movie. I think this pretty much already solidifies that he's going to be at Venom 3. I think yeah. that Venom 3 is going to be Toby's, uh, not Toby, Andrew Spider-Man versus Tom Hardy's Venom, mm-hmm. which... The two of them, I think, would have really good chemistry together, so I'm not mad at that. Yeah. Uh, but anything to get more Andrew is honestly okay with yeah. me. Because I feel like if there's anything to take take away from that post credit scene in Spider-Man, it's obviously besides the symbiotes in this universe, now is that like, he wasn't in this universe, so he's in someone else's. And like considering that the villains got brought back from those two universes specifically, like the Tobys and the Andrews, like you have to assume that he's probably one of theirs, and he already had a Venom in Tobys, so... It would make sense that it, it was the Andrews. Andrews. But um, I mean... I'm all for it. Like, if they want to make more movies about Spider-Man, I mean, they're both... I mean, Amazing Spider-Man 3, like, I'm not going to pretend like I was a huge fan of that, like, those two movies before Andrew, like, really, like, just, like, had the performance he had in No Way Home. No, but, when we, whenever we do cover those, we'll talk about it. They're both mid-movies. Yeah, exactly. Like, the first one, definitely better than the second, but, like, I have a lot of gripes with each of them, but, I mean, if he could turn that around and make the trilogy, and, like, finish that trilogy and end off on a high note, I'm all for it. I'm all for redemption for him, because he's an amazing actor, like we said Yeah, and, and he stole the fucking show in, mm-hmm. in No Way Home. Yeah, he was amazing. So... Um, speaking of No Way Home, two things to cover on that real quick. First is, uh, Concept Art has recently came out showing that America Chavez, who's supposed to make her debut, um, in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, was originally going to show up in No Way Home, which is interesting because originally No Way Home was going to take place after Doctor Strange, because that's when it was going to come out, um, chronologically, and then, you know, COVID and whatnot, Mm -hmm. but since that got switched around, they did change it so No Way Home takes place before Doctor Strange, so I'm I'm actually intrigued they ever are going to, like, maybe give us more details to what the original script was before the COVID and the the rewrites had to change pretty much the MCU. Yeah, what I will say is that you never really think about the fact that they've literally just rewritten half these stories. Because, like, obviously there's so much more you have to dive into if Spider-Man comes out after mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. Because Doctor Strange is going to be a, a, a massive movie. Like, if the turn into the multiverse of madness doesn't already give you enough of if an insight. If that trailer didn't exactly. give you an insight. Like, like, it's going to be a massive movie. It's going to be, like, probably the biggest scale movie since Infinity War and Endgame. Since probably Endgame, I'd say. Yeah, it probably, it's going to be up there with, with No Way Home. Mm-hmm. No Way Home alone is yeah. a big scale movie. That's true. In terms of just like connecting other movies, but I think just in terms of like the bigger Marvel universe, I think 
No, it, this one's going to be a big one. Absolutely. So I'm just like, I agree with you. I'm interested to see, like, either, like, I'm, I'm not asking for an entire fucking script release of, like, everything they're going to do. Like, just, like, some concepts, like, some big concepts they had to change around. Like, maybe Doctor Strange looking different in No Way Home originally. Yeah, like, like just more people being with him, like, potentially America Chavez being in it, because, like, all the fallout from the previous movie or whatever it would be. Yeah, and there's also rumors, because obviously, um, Sam Raimi, uh, this, I forgot to write this one down, so this one's kind of just going off my dome. But um, originally, because, you know, Sam Raimi is directing. Multiverse of Madness. There are current rumors that we are going to get another Toby cameo in Multiverse of Madness as Spider-Man, which I mean, I mean I'm fine with. Yeah. But the the other No Way Home news that we had is that on officially as of today recording this, they announced that February 28th, No Way Home will be released digitally, not on Blu-ray, just digitally for video download. Let's see. Stay tuned. No Way Home podcast coming soon. Um, so that does switch around our schedules. So, uh, but that that's not not for another like two months. Mm-hmm. But thank God, because I'm probably gonna fucking watch that movie over and over again. Yeah, exactly. That movie that movie's gonna have to be watched a mandatory another two or three times before I before we come to you guys with a podcast. Yeah, I mean, I plan on. I think we're seeing it tomorrow. Actually, I'm with whatever. You're off tomorrow. Yeah. I, so yeah, tomorrow I think because it's, it's half off movies. Anyways, oh, oh. <clears throat> the last thing I, we would like to talk about this week in terms of news is that um, there was a leaked promo image of like all of Marvel Studios like front running uh, heroes. It had like a Koye, it had Shang Chi, it had a really hideous photo of Spider Man, it had Black Panther. It had Miss Marvel. It had Jane Foster's Thor, who I do, I'm not gonna. I'm not mad at her design, and I kind of look like I kind of like how Mjolnir is like pieced back together. I'm interested to see how that's gonna work storyline wise, yeah. since of course we know Hela broke it in Ragnarok. But what was really probably the most intriguing, yet also the most disappointing, is fucking they have Chris Hemsworth's Thor front and center. Yeah. And my fucking god, is that costume hideous? It just looks overdone to high hell. Like I was talking about previously, like, I don't think it's necessarily like it, the costume's overdone, but like, yeah. If, if for any of you guys just want more clarification, I'm sure you could just look up Thor's new costume for Love and Thunder, like the render for it. There's just too much colors in it. Like it's too like the golds and the blues don't really mesh together well. Yeah, like, and there's too much gold. I feel like gold should always be an accent. An accent color, color exactly. I feel like like if his arms were more of either the dark gray or the yeah. blue, then it would work better. It's just like. I just feel like we've evolved with giving Thor, like, things for his arms. Like, I feel like we've established that his arms are too fucking big to fit in mm-hmm. a costume, so just get let his biceps... Like, Especially he, in those he fucking behind-the-scene photos. Exactly. Like, he's looking too jacked. He works too hard for those biceps for you to put them in a fucking... And the best part is, is Jane Foster's sleeve. not even fucking got sleeves. And, and yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, Natalie Portman got jacked for this role, yeah. but I mean, like, why... She's not that jacked. She, like, his bicep is the size of her fucking head. Like, yeah. Yeah, my biggest gripe is that, like, I think the whole point that Marvel was trying to hammer home for the last couple, like, years is that their costumes are realistic. Mm -hmm. Like, that just looks like the most unrealistic comic book costume. And I'm okay with, like, carrying over comic book costumes, but, like, to that that regard, that's too much. Um, And the one thing I will say is, like, this is just a render. This is not a a real-life costume. These obviously are not going to be the colors that we see in the film. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll he'll literally like let's say even let's say even they did make that it's costume. probably like the last thirty minutes exactly of the movie. like they'll put that on him and be like this is too much like like I have faith enough in like the directors and just the overall vision for Marvel for them to like look at that costume and be like all right get rid of the helmet or get rid of the yellow arms or do something yeah like that. just something to, to tear it up a little bit so it doesn't yeah. look like this I'm sure we'll see a variation of that costume but not that costume yeah it just what it, what we have at the moment is just fucking. It's kind of hideous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I mean, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the movie will still be good regardless. Mm-hmm. It's just... Uh, yeah. That's coming out at the end of this uh, year. No, I think it's May, isn't it? No, no, May. No. It's coming out in October? No, November. It's November. That's not when Black Panther's supposed to come out? It's July. It's fucking July. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Black oh, Panther, my God. That's Black, super Black quick. Panther is the November. Hold on. Now I'm going to look up the Phase 4 lineup quick. Um... But yeah, like, it's gonna kind of soon. That is that is super soon. Like I mean, they, they should be done filming soon. They, they I think they already, already are. Yeah, I'd say if they haven't already, they should be in post. Right July eighth, twenty twenty two. It's kind of close. Like, oh, like it's not it. super close, but like I mean, like realistically speaking, like there's a lot of movies. There's a lot of movies that we've been talking I mean, about. We're, we're, a lot farther I think away. we're less than a hundred days from Multiverse of Madness, or just over a hundred days, or something like that. Like yeah. we're pretty close to, to to Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, and <laughs> as soon as we get into Multiverse of Madness, we have like literally the full slate of stuff. Because then we have Miss Marvel in the summer, and I'm sure we I'm sure we're gonna have She Hulk during like during that gap. Probably before the, then. Yeah, I was like, I think we're, we're, I think we're getting because we're supposed to be getting a Moon Knight trailer 
soon, according to, to a bunch of like leakers and, yeah. and reliable sources. Apparently, within the next like week or two, we're getting a Moon Knight trailer with the release date to be February, right after the Book of Boba ends. Mm. So I'm not mad at that. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I mean, Oscar Isaac. If he's proven one thing, is that he's a he's a great, he's a versatile actor. So. The only thing that that does fucking have me a little whatever is that the writer of Moon Knight wrote Fan Four Stick 2015, and there was another shitty movie that Xander said to me that he wrote that I was like, yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. Hmm. But it's just like, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, if it just ends up being one of those series where they kind of just, like, they put it out and no one really likes it, I'm sure they'll do a, they'll change it up a lot before he actually comes into the main MCU. Because I'm sure that's not going to have many mainline story implications, like, for that show. No, I think, I, I will say, though, I I, I, said, I think I said it last week, I think that they're setting up the Midnight Suns. I think that Doctor Strange 3 is going to be Doctor Strange and the Midnight Suns. Where we have Black Knight, Blade, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, Moon Knight, and probably Ghost Rider because they yeah. they are casting him. I think that's that's what that's going to end up being. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's the great thing about TV shows is that they get to show what works and what doesn't. So, like, if they could have like six episodes and they realize, all right, this episode wasn't good. Nobody liked like this element of it. So when we put them into the actual movie franchise, let's not take that element. Exactly. I think it's the I think it's definitely the best part about the series that we see what we like and what we don't like. Yeah. Exactly. But that pretty much finishes up everything with news. Uh, nothing too big mm-hmm. this week. No, no huge announcements. No Disney Plus Day. None of that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're on a little bit of a dry spell until and some of these series start coming out. Yeah, I was gonna say we we don't even have any new episodes for you yet because yeah. uh, nothing's come out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we talked about Book of Boba, but unfortunately, that's not the uh, MCU canon. But if you guys are watching Book of Boba, let us know what you think. I mean, so far, I think the first two episodes are pretty good. Yep. Uh, I, I think it's. I think the flashbacks are a good way of doing it, but mm-hmm. n- not to dwell too much in it. I, I, I like the storytelling aspect of it. I think the flashbacks are good, but not too much. Agreed. But moving on. Midman. Woo! Time for Ant-Man. And now, I'm sure some of you are probably wondering, yes, we do know that Ant-Man finishes technically phase two, mm-hmm. that we should be covering Age of Ultron first. However, we thought that it would be more beneficial for us as well as for you guys if we switch the order around a little bit and we cover Age of Ultron last. We kind of want the phases to end with the big movie. Yeah. I don't agree with ending fucking Phase 2 with yeah. Ant-Man. I think mm-hmm. that Phase 2 should have ended with yeah. Age of Ultron. Um, but I digress. So we're that's, we're just doing what we wanted, so we're just covering it first. Yeah, exactly. I think it just makes more sense to end off on the end of the Avengers Phase 2, like, bouts. It, exactly. Like, like, the not, end of Ultron. Not fucking the introduction, the introduction of fucking Scott, Scott Lang. Yeah, Scott Lang. So, but overall, the movie's alright. I mean, nothing yeah. nothing too big. Yeah. It, it's, like, the biggest stereotypical cast you will ever fucking see. Yeah, with Judy it, Greer it, and fucking... Paul Rudd. It's, Paul it's, Rudd, it's, yeah. just, it's just typecast city with, um, what's his name? Lewis, what the hell is his name? Lewis, fucking Michael Pena. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it, I was just literally telling you, I think it's the closest thing to like a straight comedy that we've gotten in the MCU. Like, it was like literally comedy slash sci-fi. I, I don't even say really that. Like, besides, it was like, a heist movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, the Ant-Man suit was the only thing that even tied this thing into like a sci-fi movie-esque like, yeah. thing to me. Like, that was really about it. But I guess we can just jump right into the least uh, favorite and least favorite characters. We'll start with the least favorite. Yeah, I mean, it's honestly like a three-way tie between all those freaking henchmen. Yeah, Luis, Dave, and fucking Kurt. Yeah. I, I, uh, they're not good comic relief. Yeah. I think Dave is probably the best out of all of them, honestly. Yeah, I, I agreed. Kurt, it, Kurt is fucking polka dot man, for God's sake. Yeah, that, that kind of still throws me off. Yeah, um, he, 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 doesn't, he, he doesn't do very much. I mean, like... I think definitely my least favorite would definitely be Luis. Yeah, like which is weird because a lot of people do like him. Yeah, I, I know. I heard someone like saying like I was reading like some of the comments for like a quantum mania like oh yeah we need more Luis scenes in this movie and, and it's I'm like, like no we really don't. Yeah, it's like maybe you want it, but I mean, I mean cool. that's not I, what I come to see yeah, Ant Man for. That's what I'm saying. Like, like they're funny scenes. Like I'm not gonna be be a, like a Debbie Downer. Like oh those scenes aren't funny at all. But like is there's, it necessary? There's too many of them. Yeah, exactly. And, and Michael Pena like like. Michael Pena's and honestly, Luis. just confuses me too much. Like I don't know what the fuck's going on in half these. He's things. an actual idiot. Like like Scott over here trying to actually better himself, and he's like, yeah. "Nah, do this job, do this yeah, job, exactly. do this job." And I'm like, "Bro, you're a fucking moron." Like, and why don't make sense to me? Like, and the weirdest thing to me is like, so he calculates how long he has until he can like actually see his daughter because he was calculating like, like three hundred seventy-seven days or whatever. Yeah, whatever yeah. the hell it was. So then he's like, all right, instead of waiting a year, I'm just going to go to jail for the rest of my life. Like, it was so weird. Cause I mean, like, I, I get, like, there are people out there in real life who are just who yeah, are that desperate. And they're yeah. like, all right, 
Let me take the easy way out. Yeah, exactly. But, like, I feel like the whole point of, like, that beginning scene was, like, he was actually supposed to... I, I don't know. I'm a little mixed on it, because I feel like he should have been more leaning towards, all right, I'm going to do this legitimately. But then he kind of was, like, so against it just to immediately come back in and be like, all right, tell me about the job. But yeah. I, I guess it does make sense, though, where, like, he kind of goes from, like, he re- he's, he's trying to be realistic, he's trying to be, like, optimistic. Then he sees how long it's going to be. He's like, nah, fuck that. Yeah. Uh, I also have to say, I'm not a big fan of Cross. Yeah, no, I'm not either. Like, I have that on like, there, too. I get... You know the 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 particles mixed with the brain chemistry, mm-hmm. so like it makes you more agitated, yeah. more aggravated, and especially his, which are the perfected pim particles. Yeah, which I do have something to, to talk about that later, but I I don't know. He just he doesn't do it for me, and the yeah. fact that there's no fucking way he survived that at the end, and he's gonna be in Quantum Mania yeah, either. No. Like I don't even know what happened to that him. That man got crushed. Yeah, exactly. He literally got crushed by the his own weight. Like I don't even know what the hell happened to him. And I, I have written down, like, Darren Cross is just a mid-ass villain. Like, yeah, he's not, it's literally just fucking, he's, he's another Ant-Man, yeah, which like, I, I know is a fucking thing in the MCU movies where the, the person just fights an evil version of themselves, yeah. the Iron Monger, the Winter Soldier, Killmonger, yeah. I get it. it it's, it's, it's a fucking trope that the MCU does. It's, it's one yeah. of the gripes I have with it. Yeah. But he really just does nothing for me. Yeah. I mean, he's just he's just a textbook villain. It's like kill, 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 die, die, die. You're like, oh yeah, you're in my way, die, die, die. He like, literally whips out a gun on a fucking helicopter. Yeah. The pilot's like, yo, put that shit away. And he's yeah. just shooting willy nilly. Like he's just the- shooting his own people. Like, like I understand, like being like like being a maniac, being like kind of crazy from like the effects of the particles, but like not to that extent. Yeah, to me, it just seems like he went from zero to sixty incredibly fast. Like yeah, I, like it, he was in the beginning. He was at least a little sympathetic, and then yeah, he was a little bit more composed. Then he just goes from like. Kind of like being he a little kill, He kills that one guy in the fucking bathroom. With no repercussions. Like, that man was clearly, like, high up somewhere. Like, no one's worried that he, the man's just dead. I feel like there's just no repercussions faced in this movie whatsoever. Like, he just kills that guy, flushes him down the toilet, says goodbye, and, and then, no one questions where the hell he went afterwards. And then he, and then with the goats, he's like, well, bring in the next. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not a huge, like... I don't really understand. Like, so, like, so some of the progressions in this movie is definitely questionable to me. Yeah, but, but like, just to have something different than mm-hmm. than the three fucking morons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I have to give it to Cross. It, yeah, probably my least favorite villain in the MCU as of right now that we've covered. Or that we've covered. That we've right. covered. I was it not? Yeah, that we've covered. I think it's probably and eh, maybe no, maybe Mal. I was yeah, maybe next Malachi. to Malachi. I just I always forget that movie exists. Yeah. Like the one thing I will say. To Malkit's advantage, like I feel like he gets a lot closer than like Cross does. Cross is kind of just like, like, like he has the one suit that I don't know, like. I just don't really see like what his future plan was. Like he was just gonna dip with. He the was suit. gonna sell that one suit to that one yeah. Hydra guy who yeah. ended up. Which this is what I wanted to bring up. Hydra has the, those particles still. They do. Cause fucking. Um, Mitchell, whatever the fuck that guy's name is, I have it written down. Carson. Mm-hmm. That's I was the Hydra guy that was gonna buy the suit from yeah. Cross. Mm-hmm. When everybody's getting shot, Cross's guy who had it in his pocket got shot before he fucking leaves the vault thing. Yeah, he the suit's it. in, he takes it. So that uh, means Hydra still has those particles. It just never gets talked about again. I mean, like, clearly those. Particles. I'm sure it'll get brought up yeah. at some point because Marvel's yeah. yet to let a thing. Yeah, I'm sure. Down. I'm sure. Like, well, I think Hydra in general. I think like after Civil War, I feel like Hydra is kind of just like. Uh, on like a break from them talking about things, we have had a lot. We had of a lot of Hydra. We, we had, had a lot of Hydra exposition just given to us over the last. Well, couple yeah, because we had fucking Winter Soldier, Captain America One, uh, Age yeah. of Ultron, yeah, um, Civil War, Civil War. Um, think about even um, fucking even to an extent with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. I'm a little Hydra out. Yeah, I'm sure. What, uh, what if? Uh, well, yeah, what if? I, I think that fucking. Uh, Captain America 4 is going to deal with Hydra again, yeah. which, I mean, eh, it is what it yeah. is, but still. Yeah, I, I just feel like when they made this movie, like, they, there was just so much stuff, the new stuff they're introducing, where this is one of those ones where it's like, yeah, whatever. Like, it, it's not a huge, like, big deal. Like, when you have the next couple movies coming out, like, when you have, like, the, like, I mean, Age of Ultron technically came out before us, but they're still making them at around the same time, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Like, the Age of Ultrons, the Civil Wars, the Doctor Strange. The next movie that came out after this was literally Civil That's War. That's what I'm saying. Like, 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 you have all these crazy movies, and they're like, all right. Is anyone really going to care that a Hydra agent has the pin part or the cross part cross or whatever? Yeah. Or, or fucking even the fact that, like, there was one guy just from the Ten Rings just posted there. Oh, there was? He had the Ten Rings tattoo on his oh, neck. Oh, wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that. I actually wrote down fucking in here, Hydra and the Ten Rings, just in my notes. Yeah. Just because... It's a cool callback. Yeah. 
I think I think that's pretty damn cool. It, it, like I like like that part of the MCU. I do enjoy. It's like yeah. they do these world buildings, but then sometimes yeah. they just have like these shitty characters. Yeah, like with no payoff. Like it's like they have all these world building. Like like I'm not questioning their ability to build like a world and create like a, like a depthful universe. It's just the ability of those characters interacting sometimes, or like yeah. or like new characters being brought on board. Yeah. And I think after watching Guardians, it makes it even more apparent is like how to do it and how to not to do it. Like I feel yeah, like exactly. The Guardians was like the golden standard how to introduce a new concept to like viewers who are so used to seeing like so many earthly level things. And Ant Man is like, it's Ant Man. Like I, I like uh, Ant Man. They kind of just banged on. Oh, we got Paul Rudd. Yeah, exactly. We have comedy on our side instead of actual facts or good acting or good plot lines or good development. Like I don't think there's very many characters are developed well. I think the whole thing between actually no, hold on. I'll. I'll Table this for a second. We can just finish up the. I was gonna, that's my least. My, but going to my favorite characters, honestly, it's a three way tie for me, and it's a three way tie between the three characters that actually carry this movie. And I know you and I were talking about this mm-hmm. yesterday. It's literally Scott, Hope, and Hank. Yeah. And I think honestly, I just like Hank more because mm-hmm. Hank does not give a fuck. Yeah. I think Hank is the most. Hank and Scott, actually, no, they all have pretty good reasons for doing what they're doing, but I think Hank just gets developed the most because mm-hmm. like you're kind of like, like like throughout the movie, you're going from like just like. Just, like, the, all the things you're thinking about he went through, and, like, he actually, like, exp- like expresses. I think, like, when he talked about how her mom died, I think it's yeah. an amazing scene. I think it's a really good scene. I agree. That, I have, I have, I think I have a quote or two from that yeah. scene. Like, it's a really good scene, but, like, it's just to no avail, because, like, it's, a, it's, a, in the, it's in the movie it's in, it's just, like, it doesn't do much. So, yeah. like, it, like, an amazing storyline like that, or just an amazing acting individual performance like that doesn't really mean much when you have guys like Cross being, like, the end all, like, being the villain that they're, like, I don't know. It just seemed kind. Of, it just fell flat. I think. I think the ending fell pretty flat for me. But, but I will say though, yeah. So I'll agree with you with Hank. With Hank Pye being my favorite. With with like at points, I actually did like Scott. I think Scott he was good. Like at points, like he. This, when, when he's this, being serious. I think this and Endgame are his best movies. Yeah. Because like Civil War, he's not in it for long. Mm-hmm. So I really can't do it. He's in it for yeah. like maybe ten minutes, yeah, exactly. fifteen minutes. I'm not. We'll get to this more when we get to the movie itself. But I'm not a big fan of, of Ant Man and the Wasp. I'm not a fan of any of those characters in that movie, to be honest. Yeah, no, neither am I. Like, yeah. and not even Hank. I feel like Hank's yeah. too much of a joke in that movie. Yeah. But like we said, we'll get into that then. But like, I feel like this and an Endgame just show Paul Rudd's acting ability yeah. as well as we can have someone who's a, a joke yet mm-hmm. serious at the That's same time. It, it, like, he's just so much more human in these movies. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. an Ant-Man and the Wasp, like, it's just such a doll. He's like, literally he just a joke. Exactly. Literally like, just a joke. It's just so disconnected with, like, his roots, like, what makes his character his character, and it's like, it gets shown the most, like you said, in and, this game. And I get, like, this movie. I get Ant-Man and the Wasp came out, it was literally the movie that came out in between Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, yeah so no matter what, it was going to be disappointing. It was going to be disappointing, but I think it also was trying to lighten up the tone from the seriousness that we yeah. just got in Infinity War, and the seriousness that we would continue yeah. to get with Captain Marvel and Endgame, yeah. that it was kind of make it, they were trying to make it funny, but just in that they made that, that second movie yeah. too funny. Yeah, exactly. Which then hinders this one a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, agree. I Honestly, I don't know, did you ever read the Edgar Wright um, script for what the movie was supposed to be when he was on the movie? The, for the first Ant-Man? For the first Ant-Man, yeah. No, I didn't. Read it, we'll discuss it another time, but it's just, it was, it was... A completely different movie. Wow. It was supposed to come out in phase one. Hank was supposed to be in the Avengers. Hank and, and oh, the Wasp. Mm-hmm. So it's like a lot of yeah. a lot had to get done considering it got pushed yeah. from the end of phase one to the end of phase two. I mean, like I, I've I've said it since we and we all have that same discrepancy where it's just like Hank Pym just doesn't do enough in the MCU. Like like no. like, like he. Did he die in Man of the Wasp? No, no, right? No, so he's going to die he in got, Quantumania. He got snapped. But. Yeah, so he, oh, he's going to die in Quantumania. I, I can almost assume. And then, I, can only, yeah, I can almost guarantee that him and fucking Michelle Pfeiffer are going to die mm-hmm. in Quantumania. And, like, it's, it's like, sure, it's a shame and all, but, like, I feel like when you do a character that dirty, like, like the way they did Odin. Like, like the way yeah. they, Like, I feel like it's a very comparable level where you have these two guys who, who are, are so, such big things in both the comics and just yeah. everything they're in, and they're yeah. talked about to be these big things yeah, exactly. in the universe. Yeah, exactly. Like even in the universe. And, like, I'm not undermining the pin part of it, because obviously that's amazing technology, but, like, that's, that's like, a footstep on compared to what he actually does and, like, what he's capable of. Like, he's a, clearly a very intelligent guy, and, like, I just I would have liked to see a Tony Stark Pym interaction. I'm a little tight that he didn't create Ultron. Yeah. Like I as much as like I think that Age of Ultron is a fantastic movie and like mm. we're literally covering it next week. Yeah. But I think that he sh- he should have like Yeah. He's the one who created Ultron, not Stark. Yeah. I get that that in the the MCU Stark is the cornerstone. Like he's the one who pretty much creates yeah. everything. Like the the, yeah. the, the, the ripple of, yeah, yeah, exactly. the ripple effect starts from him, not from Hank mm. or or whatever. But yeah. like I would have like like I would like to see a, a, a scene between Stark and Pym, yeah. honestly. Like, 
Like the only thing we got is Howard Stark and fucking Pim. in this movie, or fucking him at, at Tony's funeral in Endgame. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that was more for that was more just like tie like fan service. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't like there wasn't any like deep interaction between which is which really is a shame because I feel like that interaction would have been like the same as like a Bruce Banner Tony Stark kind of thing where just like two minds just bouncing off each other with that. Kind uh, of- I don't know because because Hank has that grudge against the Starks, which yeah. is fucking I. Uh, he kind of doesn't have for a real reason, but I yeah, mean, it's more just just because they don't want them. I, I guess they just don't want them to be on the, on the screen together. I yeah, I, it, it's stupid. I digress. Yeah, it's stupid. But uh, I guess moving on. Uh, did you have it? What did you want to mention before? Oh, I was, I was just saying that the chemistry between and the like development between Ant Man and Hope. I think that was incredibly forced as well. Oh no, absolutely! Like literally, it went from her literally wanting him dead, wanting him no part. So all of a sudden, they're making out that. Like that, that should have been in Ant Man. Yeah, like we didn't need to see that. Like we kind of could tell that there was a connection there, but like I think the worst part is like I spoke about this in Guardians, where it's like I said that the relationship between Pete and Gamora was forced, but then when you realize like there's no timetable being explained, but in this movie they literally said we don't have weeks, we have days. Like all this is going on within Within, days. Like yeah, within. I'm just not sold on that. Like you're telling me in a span of three days you can go from hating someone to to fucking like liking them like that. I just I can't see it, especially like the whole training sequence. Like Like I'm always. I'm never a huge fan of whenever that gets done in movies where it's like someone just so naturally skilled at something like that where he goes from never being in an Ant-Man suit, never being shrunk before, to with a couple of days, like literally just being a pro at it, like literally like jumping through walls and stuff like that. I understand like him being like having some sort of like natural intuition towards it or whatever that would be. But they, they should have definitely developed more of, yeah. of how he got those powers, like not how he got them, but like how he yeah. learned that. Because like, like, like you said, it's it days, it's not, yeah. it's not months, it's like mm-hmm. he's, he's doing this over days. They should have had more complications with the suit. Maybe he didn't know how to... Like, what they did in Ant-Man and the Wasp, where the suit either shorts out or he doesn't know how to shrink or grow or or he doesn't know how things work properly. Like, where... Like, he's stuck in these mid-things. Like, I feel like that would have made more sense in this movie than it did in fucking uh, the sequel. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if we spoke about how long. This is a pretty short movie, right? It's like a little under two hours. I think it's like an hour and 15 minutes, which is probably like, it's got to be one of the shortest MCU movies, right? Um, it is. I think the Hulk is the shortest one. Mm. But um, so remember when I was watching it, I was like, oh damn, it's only two hours. That's kind of crazy. Because like, I'm used to like these longer movies. Well, yeah, two and a half, three hour movies, mm-hmm. which Doctor Strange is probably going to be. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? It's fucking. You got to scroll on phase two. It's like the last it's fucking movie. Fucking get me tight. Uh, it is one hour and 59 minutes long. Yeah. Pretty short for an MCU movie, but I mean, I think the craziest thing is, the movie was that short, and I still don't think it was paced correctly. Yeah, no. Like, it still felt, it still felt like a really, like, it had some really fast points, some really slow points, like... Ant-Man and the Wasp was only one minute longer. Wow, it's only two hours? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's crazy. But, yeah, well, back to what I was saying, like, it's just, I just don't think they got a lot done in an hour and 59 minutes, like, yeah. like... Like, and I think that just further proves our point. This is like a comedy s movie, like a shorter runtime, whole bunch of typecast comedians in it, and like, and at the end, it's just like like it's too heartwarming for me. Like I'm not saying a movie has to be super dark, but I feel like there was a, there was that no point where we thought that well, Red Jacket was actually going to kill. Oh, well, yeah, was it Red Jacket? Not Red Jacket. Was Yellow it? Jacket. Yellow Jacket. Jesus. There was no point we thought Yellow Jacket was going to kill his daughter. Like he wasn't going to kill anyone. He was going to kill fucking. What the hell is... What, what's their step... What's his... What's uh, Paxton. Paxton. Like, like, no one was dying in this movie. Like, like the, the only person... The only death we got was Anthony. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's the, right, death, Anthony. Yeah, the only death we got in this movie was fucking Anthony. Like, I'm okay with that, but like, I say it all the time. Stakes are the most important part of a movie. Yeah. And, and like, it's like if you, I get what the, with the Quantum Realm thing, but it's like, yeah. as soon as you saw him go in there, you're kind of like, all right, so yeah. he's coming back. Yeah. Like, well, for first of all, that. And there's like, you know who's going to the Quantum Realm. Like, like I, I put it on here, and I said, like... The scene, like, when we talk about our favorite scenes, that was one of my favorite scenes of him going into the, going subatomic. I mean, yeah, because it, it is it, visually, it's Doctor scene. Strange level visually, like, it's fantastic. But I said it was pretty predictable. Like, throughout this entire movie, all we're seeing is, like, oh, she went subatomic, or never go subatomic, don't mess with the regulars. Like, it was going to happen. Yeah. Like, it was just a matter of when. And, like, I think it was cool, and I think him, co- I think Cross getting fucked up was pretty funny, because, like, I didn't care about him as a villain. I mean, he, he was mid as fuck. And, like, I'm not, I'm not excited for him to come back in Quantum Mania. I can't believe he's coming back. Is that confirmed that he's coming back? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Yeah, that's what it, was, it makes no sense. There's, <laughs> remember, there's the rumors that he's, he might be the MODOK? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, he's going to be coming back, and he's literally going to be, like, have one appendage. Like, he's going to be fucked up. Like, he's going to be his head, which mm-hmm. it makes sense for MODOK. Like, it makes, it makes sense, but it also doesn't. It's one of those things where you just, like, when you have a character that's, like, when you have a villain that's, like, so lackluster like that, you just kill him off. 
Yeah. Like I hate you hate to see it. Like, and if in the future if you want to recast that actor, like no one's gonna bust your balls about that. Like it'd be one thing if they recast like Josh Brolin. That's different. Mm-hmm. But like it's the it's the fucking Yellow Jacket in a movie that didn't equate to much, didn't mean to much. And honestly, I forgot about half this movie. So yeah. But moving Jesus, uh, moving on from there. Sorry about that. Um, we're actually gonna, I'm, I think we're gonna switch these around just because I think I think we should make people wait for the for this one. So. Uh, if we want to go in, uh, your favorite scene in the movie. Yeah. So, my favorite scene was probably him going subatomic, like I said previously. I just think, like, the, the the art style for it, and I just think that the overall, like, progression of him getting smaller, I think they did very well. Mm-hmm. Not claiming that I'm, like, some sort of fucking professional or whatever the hell they're doing. I just think it looked good, and I think, like, making, like, it, it explained it very simply for a very complex, like, concept. Concept, yeah. So I, I thought it was done very well, but um, I don't know if you have another one. Um, yeah, so, actually, let me give me two seconds to find it in my notes, mm-hmm. but... Um, I actually really did enjoy pretty much all the scenes with Cassie and Scott. Mm-hmm. I think that the, the chemistry that the, the, that the child actor has with Paul yeah. Rudd is really well. I don't know her name off the top of my head. And I'm actually kind of tight that they that she's yeah. not going to be in yeah. Quantumania. Because even even in the next movie, they build it even more. Yeah. But just like, just like no one really has a natural father-son or, or just parental relationship with a child actor. So it's like that one really just... Yeah, that was cool. It felt really nice. But one of the, my favorites is actually the uh, the Falcon cameo. Yeah, I always, I always forget about that. Yeah, because like, I remember when I when I was rewatching it, and I saw that they were pointing up an Avengers HQ in Upstate New York, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's kind of funny." And then I was like, "Oh shit, Falcon's in this, isn't he?" He's actually in it for a little bit longer than I thought he he's, was. He's in it for a little bit, but what fucking what I find like first off, my cap wouldn't get washed for fucking Ant Man like that's that. That's true. But that I like true. like one of my quotes I literally have is uh, that's an important it, side it, note to mention, folks. It's, it's it's really important to me that Cap doesn't yeah, find out no, about it, this. It, it, that's that's one of my quotes. Like, as well. <laughs> But, man, man got washed by fucking Yeah, he got fucking man. absolutely washed. But just, that scene is good. Like, it shows, like, it shows Scott learned some of his training. It's mm-hmm. it, it, it it's nice to see, the con- like we said, the continuity of them mm-hmm. fucking thing. And then I just love fucking Hank's scumbag ass. He's like, he's going to lose my suit. And then yeah. Hope's like, he's going to lose his fucking life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. And then if you look at his facial expression, he's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I just exactly. want my suit back. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, that, that, it's just, I like when they do stuff like that because it makes it feel like a comic book because yeah. we're seeing these characters. Yeah. In the thing. And I get budgetary reasons, scheduling reasons. Like, obviously, you can't do that with real life. But it's just, as someone who grew up with comics, it's, yeah. it's just fun to see. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's just cool. I just like seeing, like, like I always say, like, I love the connected universe idea where it's like, Ant-Man is not the only person in this universe. Like, you, you all of a sudden, you need to take something. It's like, wait a minute, this is Avengers compound. Like, like Falcon, like, I really don't care on who it was going to be. Like, as long as it was someone we knew. Like, exactly. I, I, it could have been Falcon. It could have been Cat. It could have been anyone. It could have been Wanda or yeah. Vision who were yeah. there at the time, too. I think they would have fucking washed his ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that's the reason why they had Mackie with yeah. Falcon. Because, like, anyone else. I think, actually, Cat probably would have gotten pretty... He wouldn't have gotten beaten. He just wouldn't be able to see him. Because, like, if Falcon didn't have those goggles, he, like, it well, would have no, been a fight. Uh, Cap would have had the fucking... The supervision because of the fucking... This the the serum the serum oh, he, he can still like see like the stuff serum like, the serum enhances all of yeah, your physical all your abilities okay. all your senses I just didn't know if like like because like he could like see him like even when he was flying up in the air he could see him like tiny in the grass so, like, I no don't know no I don't, don't know if that would be able well, yeah. Cap wouldn't be flying yeah no but I'm saying like if he's in the grass I just don't think Cap Cap would see him I think. I don't know. I think that's yeah. a, that's a that's a gray area, but yeah. I'm pretty sure he can see him. But if you had the shield, like I think it would just be like him running away while hit Cap just being defensive. Like yeah, just been, like, that's throwing, true. Like it wouldn't have been much of a fight. It would kind of just be like two defense, like Cap just being defensive and like it wouldn't be. I think that was the best alternative was having. Is having yeah Falcon absolutely, especially of all the characters that we had at the, mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, I think I think it was cool and it was a very cool. It was there was a very interesting way to like just tie the universe yeah. together. Exactly, it's a little tie in. But that's uh, that's really there's not many notable scenes. Another scene I have is actually I think. I think the one thing this movie does good is like show like like perspective on Ant Man. Like was show like his tiniest. Like when they're fighting on that train, it's like like all oh, the yeah, big things yeah. all on the train. The train is like, no, and, and then the it the just falls over. Yeah, yeah but that, that that is true. That I, um something actually uh, an effect I like is um, going with that is actually from that scene where where he shrinks down onto mm-hmm. the thing where you yeah, see like yeah. the, it's literally from the comics where you mm-hmm. see like the bigger versions of himself or the yeah. like shrinking down. Like I like that. Yeah. That's, that's that's visually pleasing to me. Yeah, exactly. I, I just think like the the. Pers- they're really good at the, like, creating perspective in this movie yes. by like showing like when he's small, like how you feel like when he's like training in the beginning, like with the ant hole, mm-hmm. and he's like in like their low cavern, and then he, he bursts out the ground. Yeah. He's like, that was a lot scarier a couple yeah, minutes exactly. ago. Like, like, I, yeah, like they, they definitely do a really good job. Good. Like, we, we're giving credit where credit is due. Like, yeah. they do a good job. It's just overall the movie's just Man. meh. It's just boring. Like, yeah. like, it's just slow at parts. Like, like there's some parts where it's like very. I, I think it's interesting, but for the most part, like it just. It's just a it's just a zero sum game for this for this movie, unfortunately. But 
transitioning over for the first time in a little while we do have a uh Rather succulent, thirsty moment of the movie. Yeah. I don't know her actress's name. Evangeline Lilly. Evangeline Lilly. What's going on, baby? I'm going to have to give it to you, lucky girl. And especially uh, when she's wrestling, when she's wrestling Scott. Scott I was, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. literally thinking of that. When she's wrestling Scott. Cause like, at first, that should go way back. It do. Look, at first, I thought there wasn't going to be one. Because yeah. I didn't remember them. Like, literally, the only shot of anything that I remembered was the fucking... The one shirtless of fucking Paul Rudd where he's leaning back. Oh, yeah, like, always. that's the one thing always I remember. Always trap on the mail. Kid. Yeah, always throws trap on the mail. Like, fucking... That's the only thing I remembered because mm-hmm. I think it's in the trailer. Probably. Yeah. I, I think it's in one of the trailers. So like, yeah. that's the one thing. And I was like, is there really no thirsty moment? And then we got to the po- that, and I was like, all yeah. right, her in them leggings with that wasp esque yeah. fucking yeah. tank top. That I was like, was I was like, I. Right, that's that shit, what I needed. That shit, that shit was nice. And then side note, I really, I like, I think it's weird because I feel like Ant Man kind of goes through the same thing. Like I feel like it's, it's the same thing with Star Wars, where they're both super cut and like were and like super like like just super like chiseled in their first movies and their next movies they look like just like they got the dad bodies it's yeah. really funny like it's a weird funny I mean, they, they literally call that out with fucking Chris Pratt yeah. in Infinity yeah, War he's like, you, he's like you gained weight he's like what and then fucking he's yeah. patting his check yeah, his yeah. neck and shit like yeah, like, yeah it, it, they kind of do mm-hmm. except but, for fucking Chris Hemsworth yeah another, <laughs> I, another side note those bangs get me tight that's the, that's the only reason her hair is so much better in the fucking yeah. second movie that's what I'm saying cause like, like I, I just think like I'll give it to her. Like she is pretty damn close to being able to rock bangs. Like, like she's she's like one of the only people like besides like maybe like Elizabeth Olsen, baby girl, God bless her soul. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, not a mentioner. That's what I'm saying. But there's not many people who can pull off bangs. And like I'm not saying she pulls it off like perfectly, well, but, but it's like, like it ain't bad. It's not bad. But yeah. I'm just not a big fan of the like. I think it's called the pixie cut. Yeah, that's what that's called. Just like hangs like right yeah, up, like it's shorter than my hair. Yeah, it's like I'm not a big fan of the pixie cut in general. Like, yeah, some people can yeah. pull it off. Like, don't go. It was probably, It kind of felt like a wig to me. Like the way it, was, it, it is. I mean, it is a wig. Okay, yeah, was, no, it, it, it was way wig. too perfect to be somebody's hair. No, that, that was a wig. Yeah, but it's just like I don't know. It doesn't. Uh, eh, it's like the hair in general is just kind of mid. Yeah, smoke. What are your thoughts on bangs? Never bangs. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing ever works for bangs. That's true. But I guess uh, quoting, going right along to uh, the favorite quotes. Yeah, I got, I got a couple of them joints. So my favorite one is probably uh, when Hank Pym is talking about, uh, he's talking about the fucking, his crew, when he's saying, oh, we need some more help. And he's like, not those three wombats. Because <laughs> that honestly perfectly describes those fucking. <laughs> They're fucking wombats. That's what I'm saying. They all, they all get me tight. And I think wombats is the perfect word to describe those cowards. Absolutely. So one, one of mine is from the opening scene of the movie. He's like, if only you protected Janet with such ferocity, yeah. Dr. Pym. And yeah. he fucking breaks his nose. Yeah, that, that, that was dummy out of pocket, though. Oh yeah, like, that's no, no, like, I mean, and then literally, uh, uh, Stark looks at him. He's like, I mean, you fucking said yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. It's like it, it was a little over. Like it was just like sh- like trying to like give some date to the universe. I get that, but like that was fucking out of left field. That shit was so. Can you imagine just like like that happened? Was that recently that happened compared to that? Was like still like ten years previous. Would, it it would have been relatively recently. Okay, yeah. like I, I thought I, it was like something that happened like fifteen years ago, and all of a sudden he's just coming off. He's like pulling up. No, to, that that because because fucking because that was eighty nine. Okay, yeah, but when he saw them. When he yeah, that was that that scene and was Stark 89. died two years later, right? Howard. Stark died 91. yeah, two years later, ninety one. But fucking cause Hope was still alive. She was young but still alive when her mother died. So I think it must have been like maybe two or three years. Okay. It, it was it was not a long time. Okay. I just, I don't remember off the top of my head. And that's the scene from Loki where it says I'll show you ferocity, right? Like like in the intro, like like when that Marvel intro was, Oh yeah, yeah, I'll show you ferocity. yeah, that yeah. was from that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Side note, that's the greatest Mar- Marvel introduction. Yeah, we'll get to the. We'll get. Trust me, we will get to Loki at some point. No, we're not. Yeah, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna be fucking. It's gonna be a minute, but we'll get there. Unless we're gonna, we we're gonna be in two thousand eighty nine by the time we fucking get to that movie. At least that's what it feels like. But uh, another one that I just find entertaining is is so so Hank's going over. He's telling Scott about the plan about about like oh if if these particles get released like it'll be and yeah. then Scott's like so I think our first move is to call the Avengers yeah. like no, no shit yeah, like no shit. Yeah. Like we said, like the, the tie into the universe is done pretty well in this movie, but I feel like, like now that I'm really thinking about it, I feel like the plot is just too cookie cutter. Where it's just like bad guy trying to sell bad things so people can take over, well, like, like whatever, some sort of variation of that. Yeah. And I just feel like it just comes off as so like stale. Like that's the best way to describe it. It's just a stale concept where it's like 
there's been concepts about people taking over the world in every, every villain. Like, I mean, not villain. Like, every movie where it's like, I think that's what makes movies so great is when it's still that concept, but there's so much there's overlaid. Some, yeah, some, something different about yeah, it. Yeah, like, there's something overlaid over it, so it doesn't just feel like, oh, yeah, like, at the end of the day, like, Loki and Avengers 1 were just trying to take over the world. But, like, it doesn't feel like, because there's so much more personal dynamics involved. Mm-hmm. And, and you have, like, the Thanos at the end. Yeah, exactly. He's not, like, the only, like, yeah. it's not him that's doing it. He's doing it because yeah, yeah, exactly. 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 Do it, there's, there's more motives. Like, it's more than just, like, Cross being like, oh, yeah, you need to die, or, like, oh, you, 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 your daughter needs to pay for your dad's he's mistakes. Such, he's like such a shitty character, man. Yeah. Such a shitty villain. Like I feel like there was so much to go from there because I feel like there is like there's always a great dynamic between like the mentor and then like the protege. Like how like mm. he turned his back on him. So I feel like that there's a lot to be explored and nothing gets explored. And like he literally says like and Hank Hank literally I did like that scene where he's talking because like, he was obviously going to kill him. Like, yeah, there, there was. There mm-hmm. was but so he's talking to Hank and he's like, why did you pick me? He's yeah. like, you reminded me of a young me. And he's like, why did you get rid of me? He's like, you reminded me of a young me. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you reminded me too much of myself. And that's one of the quotes I have. Like, it's a great, like, it's a really good interaction. Like, we needed more of that to set it up. Because, like, it doesn't feel like they know each other very well in this no. movie. Like, from the from the frame of, from the They're lens of this like, movie. They're only in, like, what, four scenes together? Exactly. Maybe? From the lens of this movie, they literally look like they've worked together, like, once. Like, for people that, like, literally, he was his mentor. Like, these guys should literally be, like, like have a great connection with each other. Like, even if they like each other or not. Like, yeah. still a connection. Like. They've been working with each other for God knows how long. So you reminded me of a young me. Yeah. But, yeah, nothing else besides that. Yeah. I guess moving right along to the yeah, I moments of the movie. Oh, wait, no, I had a couple more quotes. For oh, you, you have some quotes? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so it's very important to me that Kat never finds out about this. That I mean, yeah, of course. And when the ant runs out of the fucking house, that, that, that's a messed up looking dog. <laughs> that's a messed up looking dog, yeah. yeah. Like, I think the the biggest problem is that they just try to use make every character some form of comedic relief when you only need side characters oh, for that. Oh fuck! Oh, actually, reading my notes. Speaking of that, literally that fucking exact thing. When that dumbass motherfucker goes into fucking Baskin Robbins asking for a cheeseburger, oh, yeah. that shit got me so fucking tight. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I liked it because like that's honestly is retail. Like, I mean, it is retail, and like I get like, but that's, it's just like that's how people be pulling up an order and shit. It is, and like as someone who fucking works at retail and has worked in multiple places, like that is literally how customers work, and I think that's why it got me so tight. Yeah, because it's all about PTSD. <laughs> it's hitting too close to home. Yeah, it's like come on, man. Like who's that? but like who's pulling up the Baskin Robbins? Yeah. Like let me get a cheeseburger. Yeah, and that whole scene with his boss, that was so over the top where it's like, oh yeah, like, you, you can do it between me and you off the record. You can go get, a like, the Baja Blast or whatever the hell he's like, that smoothie thing. Like, it's just, like, there's so much development in the characters that aren't the main characters. Like, mm-hmm. like, like I'm not saying he got super developed, but like, there's just too much, there's too much Too much chatter. done with yeah. him, yeah. Something, something I will say that it, it finally clicked to me since we did watch Winter Soldier uh, two weeks ago. Fucking... The reason that Cross had finally had those shield files and finally knew that the Ant-Man existed was because it was leaked by Black Widow. I never put that together when I originally watched the movies is because I never watched those movies back to back. I've always kind of just like... I never thought about that. Yeah, that does make sense. But now that I like I I put two together, I was like, oh shit! Black yeah. Widow just literally leaked all of Hydra and, and Shield's files. Like, mm-hmm. that's under now I understand why he has them. Mm-hmm. Um, well, oh yeah, and I have one more thing, and it's, it's the Stanley cameo. It's like, yeah, crazy, stupid, stupid fine. Yeah, I fucking but, like, love that cameo. Luis's all his callbacks are stupid, but I did like that one. That one was good. Like, like yeah, crazy, stupid, yeah, fine. Stanley, <laughs> Stanley always be popping out. I needed that. Cameos, yeah. I, I needed that. Cause like whenever yeah, that is that is a top ten cameo for yeah. me. Like whenever I don't watch a movie for a while, I'm always like like all, like in the back of my mind during time movies. I'm like, where is Stanley? Because like cause I was going getting towards the end of them. Because that was at like the direct. The that end was of the literally movie, the, the, the final scene. Because yeah. like I like I was like, what the hell is going on? Like was he like in a post credit scene or something? I was like, no, that's the, that's the one where it's like where's the one where he's a um, watcher. Yeah, um, that's fucking Guardians two. Yeah, that's, okay, yeah. So I was like, where the hell is he? And I said, all of a sudden he says, yeah, like, isn't you crazy stupid fine? He's like, yeah, yeah crazy, crazy stupid fine. That's that's um. That's up there is one of my favorites. I think my all-time favorite Stanley cameo, and it's it's from Deadpool, the first Deadpool. I haven't seen that movie in so long. Which, well, like, if he's, just... he's, he's he's the DJ at a fucking strip club. And he's oh, like, yeah. give it up for Sugar, whatever the fuck yeah. the bitch's name is. Yeah. It, like that's probably my best because you know Stanley was enjoying himself yeah. on that set. He's always enjoying that shit. That I mean, is like, true. He's he's always just chatting and. Oh all yeah, like, like, literally the fucking the homecoming. Yeah, no, like, hey, how's your mother? That's my favorite one probably. It's <laughs> like, he's like, well, well, I can pull it up real quick. So how's your mother? <laughs> yeah, that one's hilarious. Hold on, I think I have it farther down. Cause, oh, yeah, because we did. Maybe skip ahead on that one. Marjorie, how are you? How's your mother? Yeah, that one's tough. Huh. The best Stanley cameo is the one. I don't remember if it's Spider-Man 2 or Spider-Man 3, but he's like, I guess one man can oh, make Spider-Man a difference. Oh, Spider-Man 3, yeah. yeah. I guess one man can make a difference. That yeah. one was valid as fuck. That is a tough one. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. But I guess now moving on to the uh, yeah, I moments of the movie. 
There are quite a few. Yeah. Uh, first off, first and foremost, the fact that they're just regular humans in suits and they just be fucking eating that shit. Like yes. when, when they're ants, like that's fine. But like when you're just regular people in a suit, like they're getting tossed through. Like this fucking Scott was getting tossed. Oh yeah, the fucking over and the laser, laser. Yeah, like fucking nah. What 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 really gets me tight is why the fuck. I gotta get real close for this one. Why the actual fuck would Scott see the suit and still take it and then put it the fuck on? Why? So that uh, actually gets me fucking tired. Like, you mean you mean like when he stole it from the safe? When he, yeah, when he when he originally stole the suit from the safe. A why did he take it? B why the fuck did he put it on? And C why the fuck did he start pressing buttons? So, I'll play devil's advocate and say, like, what he said in the movie, where he's like, there has to be a reason it's stored in this vault. I don't think it makes... I think, like, it only, he only took it just because of the plot. The plot... The, yeah, the I, obviously, it. yeah, obviously that's why he took yeah, it. But, like, like, I, I agree with you. Like, I, I just don't think there was much reasoning for it. I think it was more just, like... It was plot progression, where it's and, like... And you're going to tell, tell me that Hank Pym is the same size as no, like, no, Scott no, Lang? That, that, that's just a trope that that's every movie. There's not a single movie where someone just switches into like what they beat up a security guard, change a costume, they're the same fit. It's always it's always a it's always a clean fit. Like that's just not how anything works. Like everyone wears different size pants, different size shirts, whatever. But like, yeah, like I think it was definitely a little. It was unnecessary, but I mean, I think another gripe I have is um after he like remember he went subatomic, so his regulator got fucked up. Yeah, and then he put the growing thing the in growing it, one, and then yeah. he went small again afterwards to run away. How the fuck did he do that? Oh, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, because, like, he went small, though, like, like, he was waving goodbye to Cassie as, like, Cassie the police came in. Yeah. Like, he fucked up his regular by taking the piece out, put the uh, enlarging one, closed it up, and then got bigger, but then he shrunk again after he fucked up his regulator. Makes no sense. Oh, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. I never even realized that. Yeah, what yeah, the fuck? It doesn't make any sense. His regulator was cooked. That's, yeah. how, that, that's, that's why he had to put in the, big, the yeah. enlarging one, because he couldn't get bigger. He was clicking the buttons a million times. Um, I also think that fucking, uh... That, that, so I that is a really cool scene, though. I already said no, it once, but I do it, it, it when he hears Cassie, movie. when he hears Cassie saying, like, oh, yeah, like, the daddy where I think that's cool. I think that's pretty cool. Um, I just had one in my mind, and now it's fucking gone. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Another, another thing I have is, what the fuck kind of bombs were they using on Pimtech building, where it's, like, a singularity like that? Like, like, like they looked like just regular C4 to me. Then all of a sudden, when the buildings blew up, like, there was a big explosion and an like implosion. implosion. Like, yeah, that shit was weird. That shit just got sucked up. Like, I think it was pretty funny to look on across the yeah, He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Even he was like, what the fuck just happened? Fuck. Oh, the ants. The ants are stupid overpowered. Yeah. That like, I get, like, they control them. But I feel like they also have fucking superpowers for some reason. Like, they're superpowered ants, even though they're just, they're regular ants. Yeah. Look, look, they're strong like they say, but, now nah, I, I just think, I, I'll give them credit where credit's due. Like, making a movie about a guy who controls ants is worse than making a movie about a guy who controls fish, in my opinion. They somehow make it better than Aquaman. That is true. Like, That's Aquaman true. is a fucking mid-ass movie, but somehow, a movie about a guy who controls fucking ants is better, so... That's that Marvel touch, though. That's something DC can't replicate. Like, the fact that they can make it, like... I'm not saying this is a great movie, but it's definitely better than Aquaman. It's like, in terms of just premise-wise. Yeah. Um, that's all I really have for yeah moments. Yeah. Nothing too much. We already talked about the Stanley cameo. Like I said, one of my favorites. Yeah. He's the one. Um, so I guess moving on right along to the post-credit scenes of the movie. Mm-hmm. There were two of them. Uh, first, the mid-credit scene. Uh... It just sets up Evangeline Lilly as the Wasp. Yeah, literally. That's that's all it does. I mean, Pim knows what he's doing to give her that scandally ass suit. I mean, suit. yeah. Like, I, I, love, I love with the, the Wasp suit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Wasp suit is so tight. And I love how they made it uh, in Ant-Man and the Wasp a lot more accurate to how they made it. Like, it's very close. It's very close to how um, they fucking... Uh, this post credit scene design is very close to the Ant-Man and the Wasp's design, which I do like that they did that. They kind of just just throw this design away, even because it's a, it's a good design. Yeah, no, it was cool as hell, and I, I think the whole scene was, and she's like, it's like damn right or something like that. Like it's about damn time or whatever it is, and I agree. Yeah, and then um, Hank Hank Pym a dog for making her soup that damn tight. Like, so, like Scott's suit is literally like wrinkly all over the place. Yeah, it's just such a loose fit. And then his tight skin tight. Meanwhile, it's his fucking daughter. Good. Um, he knows what the view is long. I mean, of course. And then the second post credit scene, the actual post credit scene, yeah. is um, a little something that kind of like. It, it's, it's, it's the reason it's why it was the last movie in the frame. It was the reason why it was the last. It, it's movie. literally a scene from Civil War. Yeah, it's literally the exact like I like. I, I, I think the only thing that changes is the last line. He, um, 
Because in the movies... Yeah, the, no, the, it skips. Like, yeah, like, it There's it less skips. dialogue. Yeah, there's less... Sam doesn't say, I know a guy, or some shit mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, like, like it's just a little bit different. Like, there's more progression leading up. It's, it's the same thing with Avengers. Like, in yeah, the first movie, exactly. Like, like, like in what is it, Cap? The first movie where they talk about him, like having a mission for him. Yeah, yeah. And like, it's less dialogue. Like, but it's still like the same kind of scene. Yeah, it's, it's just lazy to me. Like, agreed. And it and apparently the WandaVision post credit scene is supposed to be in fucking Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Yeah. It's like, I don't like when they like. I get yeah, when they I, reuse it, but it's like I also don't like when they yeah. reuse it. Like, I would like if they did something like what they did for the Captain Marvel post credit scene, where they recorded it on the set of Endgame, mm-hmm. but it wasn't in Endgame. Yeah. I think it was originally supposed to be, but I'm glad it wasn't. Yeah. I'm glad that they just used that as the post credit scene. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much it for in terms of the post credit scenes. Nothing too mm-hmm. big. I mean, these are two kind of mid-post-credit scenes. Yeah, exactly. There wasn't anything. The mid-post-credit scenes to go along with the mid-movie. Yeah, exactly. They, they, they got to keep, keep it consistent. But, but that that basically sums it up for us. Um, I don't know what we're at right now. How long have we been going for? Only fifty minutes. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like to, to be expected. Now, like like we've been overemphasizing the entire time. Nothing crazy goes on. So just getting into the episode ranking. I'll start off. I uh, gave this movie a six point eight out of ten. I gave it the same thing. Yeah, and and if you guys are curious, we do come up with these uh, numbers independently. Yeah, the, we, like uh, most nine times out of ten, we either find out like right before the podcast yeah. or we or we. To find out, find out podcast, yeah, when when yeah. you guys do, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's all a numbers game when it comes to ranking MCU movies. Cause mm-hmm. Like originally, this one was a little bit lower, but I do like it more than the Wasp, so it's a little bit above it. Yeah. But it's just a numbers game at that point. Like at the end of the day, like like I always say, an ABC tier movie would probably make a little bit more sense because it's like a C tier movie. It's nothing crazy. Yeah, it's it's like. It, it introduces us to a couple of good characters. Yeah, exactly. And it introduces us to a, an even more so useless character. I think that's where its biggest problem is. Like, and it introduces too many characters. And like, then it doesn't do anything, really. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, like, like, and, and like, this is not saying I don't care about like, the actors. Like, just, I don't care about Scott's estranged wife. I don't nope. care about Paxton. Nope. Cassia, I, she's fine. I don't mind her. I don't care about Luis. I don't care about Kurt. I don't care about... Who's the other guy? Dave. Dave. Yeah, like, like I don't care about any of those guys. And they're in Ant-Man 2, I feel like, even more. Yeah. And not like, not the not not cast uh, not Cassie's parents. Yeah, they're not in nearly as much. But like those his the, the wombats are in. Yeah, it. the wombats are calling them the, the wombats. wombats. I'm fucking with that. Yeah, the, the wombats aren't in it. I mean, they're, they're in it way too much, even more so than this movie. Yeah, but but overall, this is mid. And just to, just to put this in perspective of, of movies we covered already, um, I have this at the exact same ranking that I had The Incredible Hulk, uh, which also puts it slightly above Hawkeye from last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have this pretty close to Incredible Hulk as well. I'm like, I have Hawkeye a little bit higher because I definitely re- rewatch Hawkeye over these two movies. I don't think I would. I was not a big fan of Hawkeye. Like, yeah. I was hyped for Hawkeye and yeah. it just did not. It's so, like do a series it as a whole. I wouldn't want to rewatch it, but the last couple episodes, like the last two episodes, I would much rather watch over fucking Ant Man. That's true. Like Ant Man is just it's just an open shut story. Like it's, it doesn't challenge you at all. Like you know what you're getting when you're watching this movie. Like it's like a comedy where it's like where it's like they have that. The big hurdle, like, oh no, the main character can't overcome the big hurdle. And then they do it, and then they're back with their family again. Yeah. The family likes them all of a sudden, even though Paxton hates Paxton them the entire hate, yeah, movie. And now, like, now just because just he saved them, he's like, oh, you're a superhero. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I did it for you. Like, like, it was cool, but, like, it's one of those payoffs that you get after more progression of the character. Not like, just a fucking two-second scene. Yeah, exactly. Like, but we're going to do... We could chat circles around how mid this movie is. Yeah. I think it's time that we move on from there. We did have something we wanted to talk about before getting some music, so we will delay that a little bit. Oh yeah, for the um, like the like the some of the best years. Oh yeah, but we are going into the post credit scene. It's time for the post credit scene. Yes, sir. So, yeah. So you, I know you were sharing this with me, where it's like, what's been the best year for superhero movies? And like, this isn't an exotic. Like, this is not like the only good movies came out to like these years. It's just like it's just some of these. Movies. These, these are gar- These are not guaranteed. These are regarded as the four best years. For mm-hmm. superhero movies. Yeah. So, um, if you want to start. Sure. So, what do you want me to just do like the... Yeah, just do so like this one. So, for 2008, we have The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 1, and then we have The Dark Knight. And it's a damn shame that The Dark Knight has to be paired with this. Because, like, Iron Man 1 is really good, but, like, I just think that, like, at, looking at this list, I just think there's better movies on there. Yeah, absolutely. So... Going on to 2014, we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, Captain America the Winter Soldier... And X Men: Days of Future Past, the, probably the only good X Men movie. Yeah, 
And it gets tough because, like, I think the problem is this list is just such so many great movies. Not, like, this probably would be up there for me because mm-hmm. I think those are some like those are some solid. Movies. I rewatch all three of those movies uh, yeah. at least once every couple months. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're all very very solid movies. But when you start getting deeper into the list, where you have like 2018, yeah, where you have Black Panther, Into the Spider Verse, and Infinity War, and like, that's not that's only those three. That's not including Ant Man and the Wasp came out that mm-hmm. year. Um, what DC movie came out that year? Was it Justice League? No, no that was 2017. Yeah, 2016, 2017. Um, was uh, it Aquaman? It was Aquaman. Never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, never mind. And then, and then you have 2021, which has Shang Chi, Black Widow, Eternals, Spider Man, No Way Home, and the Suicide Squad. James Gunn's yeah. Suicide Squad. Like I hate recency bias, but like those movies are just the best movies. I mean, all. yeah, it's like, like, like recency bias is a bitch, and it'd be, <laughs> and it'd be pulling up to be given some cold like, ass takes. But like, literally it's a cold take by saying this has been one of the best years for movies in a while. The only and TV shows too. Yeah, the only contenders. Like, the only movies that I could say are even contenders are Infinity War and Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. The other, the rest of them don't contend with any of the movies yeah. that came out this year. Yeah. I think in time, I think in terms of, like, big picture, I think Days of Future Past comes close in terms of, like, the X-Men universe. Yeah, but picture. I mean, like, the X-Men universe doesn't fucking exist anymore. Yeah, no, exactly. And it like, turned to shit exactly. after that movie. Like, for that time, I think in terms of, like, bigger picture, I think they were doing great things with it. But, like, for 2021, like, come on. Like, even D- when DC puts out a good movie of the year, that's when you know it's been a good year. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Like, The Suicide Squad is probably the best DCU movie. In a while. And I still like Man of Steel a little bit more, but it's... I haven't rewatched Man of Steel in a while, But so Man of Steel came out, like, in 2012. 2012. Oh, Jesus Christ. It came out when the first Avengers came out, so that dates the movie a little bit. But, but yes, yeah, so I'd probably give 2021 an honorable mention to probably 2018, because Into the Spider-Verse... Uh, Infinity War those are some great fucking movies and even Black Panther I'm a huge fan of Black Panther as well mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Black Panther guy can go back and forth on yeah I mean it's definitely it's definitely like a B tier movie at the very least to me so like I, I, that's I, fair I, I could, like, I could. I'll, and then you have Infinity War and Into the Spider-Verse being A movie so like you kind of have them be like even if it's a mid movie it's still getting carried by those two amazing movies that's true but, but I guess we're just gonna segue from that now we're gonna talk about some uh, some albums yeah. so uh, last week, we did go over our top 10 albums as well as a couple of uh, listeners that uh, sent them in. Uh, this week, we have three more to go over for the top 10 of 2021. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to give a start to Xander, the kid. Uh, he's been on a couple of times, so you know, y'all know you should know who he is. The kid. But his top 10 going in reverse order, with number 10 being The Melodic Blue by Baby Keem. Uh, Still Sleep by Sleepy Hollow being at number 9. Hall of Fame by Polo E being at number 8. Number 7 being Voice of the Heroes by Lil Baby and Lil Dirk, which I was a little surprised is on there. Yeah. Um, An Evening with Silk Sonic at number 6. Punk by Young Thug. I fucking blanked for a second. At number 5. Off Season by J. Cole at number 4. LP by JPEG Mafia at number three. He he was actually chatting me about it. He said he's listened to him recently, but he said that that album was well worth putting it up there, so I might have to give it a listen myself. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, He's got Call Me If You Get Lost by Tyler at number two, and then, of course, Donda at number one. We got a real original originality at this uh, in, these, in this group. Yeah. So, I mean, all of those except for LP and Voice of the Heroes – uh, we did cover at some point last week yeah. between the th- uh, all the lists that were sent. Mm-hmm. LP, like I said, I haven't listened to, but Xander was chatting to me about it for a while, and I, I, I do think I'm going to give it a listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Voice of the Heroes. So it's got like maybe three good songs on it, yeah. in my opinion. Xander, Xander has been preaching that it we're sleeping on it a little bit, so I might have to give it a re-listen. It did come out early last year. Yeah. But... It's just nothing exceptional. Like it's just one of those albums where like I'm not gonna say it's crap, but like it's just not top ten worthy. It's, like, it's, that, it's, 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 just, comes down to it's that. just literally Lil Durk and Lil Baby just doing their thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, like if Lil Baby wasn't on that album, it wouldn't be a good album. Like like Lil Durk sounds exactly the same in all the songs. That that was always my biggest gripe with it. Yeah. But then another one we got we have from uh, Father Quill. Um, the man, man of many names. Yeah. Um, doesn't really matter what we call him because you guys still won't be able to understand it anyways. <laughs> so, Quill sent us in his list for albums of the year. I don't think he has been on the Stain Cash yet, but hopefully he he'll be not. on hopefully, hopefully, hopefully on one. It's like, hopefully he'll pop out on one soon. But, uh, this is going to be interesting. So, um, his number 10 is uh, Dimian. I don't even know how to pronounce that. By Not Wonk. Yeah. I mean, Diamond. I'm, the, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's supposed to be Diamond. 
Probably. I'm sure that's how Viola that's what it's. So by not Wonk, I've personally never listened to it. Never. So heard, I've never even heard of it. So I don't have an opinion on it, but we've said so many that Music's so subjective, so like... So, but I'll go to some of the ones I do know. We the, the, Number nine, we have Ildi, uh, An Evening with Silk Sonic, a great-ass fucking album, so I'm mm-hmm. glad to see that. Yes, sir. Vince Staples, self-titled. Um, I actually haven't listened to that yet. I, I haven't either, but but uh, I remember Moist did have it on his list, so yeah. I mean, I, I'll i take the word yeah. for it. Probably worth giving it a listen. Yeah, for sure. Uh, off-season at number, what is that, seven? Yep. And then Punk by Thug on number six. Uh, 2.5 by um, Amine. Um, by what is that five? Yep, Amina. I mean, Amina makes some pretty good music. No, yeah, like, I, I know Quill re- really likes him too. I think yeah. he's going to the concert, or he already went to the concert. Yeah. Or... I think his last album was Limbo. Like before, before, um, before this one came, out, I think he had Limbo or whatever. Was mm-hmm. that was also a really great album? Yeah, that was good. I like that one. West Side Gun. Um, they made a uh, Hitler wears Hermes. Uh, side A and B. I, I always hear about that album. It's just one of those albums I've never gotten a lot to listen to, but like I'm sure I'd probably like it. Because I've heard, like, singles from it, and I do like it. Yeah. What's that gun always makes really good Yeah, exactly. Like, I have a couple songs from, like, more on a chill side, and they're really good. And then, of course, we got Life of a Don. That's a good number three. That's a good number three. And then Donda, number two. And then Call Me If You Get Lost by Tyler. As you can see, we are big uh, Tyler and uh, yeah. Yay fans in here. And I, even Don Tyler fans. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, I think I think me, you, and him all had them within the top, like, three or four. Yeah. Yeah, no, I my, my top three were Donda. Call me if you get lost, and then Life of Don. I mean, reasonably so. Those are some great. Yeah, albums. Like, like, I can listen to all three of those mm-hmm. fucking back to back. Same I thing have. with for me. Same thing with uh, Still Sleep. Yeah. So so moving on, the last one we do have is for Smoke Out, uh, who you guys do know. He's been on the podcast a few times. The man's dead right now. Yeah, we were, we were trying to get him in here, but he's 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 dead. So the suit just be killing. But we'll uh. We'll move this right along. So at number 10, he's got Punk by Young Thug. At number 9, he's got Certified Mid-Boy by Drake. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 8, he's got Still Sleep by Sleepy Hollow. Um, An Evening with Silk Sonic at number 7. Call Me If You Get Lost at number 6. Alone at Prom at number 5. Hall of Fame at number 4. Justice by Justin Bieber at number three, Life of a Don at number two, and Donda at number one. He has a list that has literally everything that we've already discussed on here. Yeah. Which I don't blame him. Yeah. They're all fantastic albums, all fantastic mm-hmm. fucking songs. All great to listen to. So Yeah. I, yeah. I, I really he's yeah. got I think the one that's probably most similar to mine, except still sleep. Yeah. I mean mine's pretty similar in that regard too. Um, the only one he doesn't have for my list, I think, is the Melodic Blue by Baby Keem. But if any of you guys have heard, are hearing these albums and you're not sure on any of them, please give them a listen, especially the ones that are closer to our top four, because there's a reason why they're in our top four and why most of them are the same, because these are just top-tier albums, like some of the best I've heard in a very long time. Absolutely. Speaking of, as well, we did have some new music this week. We did have some new music this week, and we're starting off 2020 right. We're starting 2022 off... Very right. Yes, you did. Oh, I always forgot where you're. Are you Sleepy Joe? Yeah, I am Sleepy Joe. Jesus. Ow. Sorry if you guys just heard that. Nah, it's Sleepy Smoke. It is Sleepy Smoke. But, so starting off 2022 right, we did get two albums that dropped on Friday, this past Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, don't listen to Gunna. It's mid. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was not good. I'm he's, not, a, he's a feature guy. I'm a, we, we talked about this in length in our group chat, but like, there's just some guys that are feature guys, and, and there's no disrespect to them. That's just their niche. Like, he's a neat, like, the best word to describe people like Gunna and Young Doug, at least to me, they're niche specialists. Like, they exist to just, like, pull up on a certain beat on a certain track with a certain feature. Hey, Joe, hey. And that's just how they make their bread. Like, that, that, that's just how they make music. Like, that's just their music style. And there's, there's no disrespect to it. And that's why Punk actually slid out of my top ten when I forgot to put in Life of a Don. Because I just give more credit to artists who, like, they're the focal part of their song. And for me, Punk is just more of a features-heavy album. Like, Which is I, fair. Like, I listen to more features on that album. Like, I'm listening more for the features than I am for Young Thug. And that's just kind of just how high... Like, that's how I, like... Had to make because it's very hard making a top 10 list. If you guys haven't made one, try to make one and send it to us because it is very difficult because there's so many great albums and there's so many different types of albums and so many different types of music, exactly. Like, it's so hard to like rate like something like Justice. Like, it was hard because I it was on my list at my number nine spot and it would probably be higher up. Like, and if it was in a genre of its own, but like when you have to compare all these different like genres of music and like try to pin them against each other, it's tough. Mm-hmm. And that's when you have to get a little bit more specific, break it down. Like, all right, like what was the best part of this album? Point blank, was it the actual person or was, was it, it the features? Exactly, and for me. 
on punk anyways, Doug wasn't the, the focal part of the album. It was more the features, like the bubblies. And that's that's exactly what, what Gunna has done yeah, with exactly. his past, with this album. Yeah, but, yeah, Gunna's just that guy. He's, he's just a feature guy. Like he's, got a, like, he's got a good flow, but the flow gets tiring after a while, which is definitely why I wouldn't recommend you guys listen to it. If you want to listen to some of the features, go ahead. If you like Gunna, if you're one of those people that think that you should be listening to the Gunna album before the weekend, which I saw was quite a bunch of people... Go right ahead. You're sick. He's like, you're sick. Go right ahead. But uh, but we got new new weekend, so that ain't it. Holy shit! This weekend album was fantastic for sure. Dawn FM was great. Uh, the Jim Carrey, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, the Jim Carrey interludes. The and, yeah, the narration of it was really well. I think the old timey vibe that it gave to it. It's the same same vibes that uh, Alone at Prom and An Evening with Silk Sonic gave. Mm-hmm. It's just it is so good. Yeah, exactly. So I, I've listened to it front to back. I want to say maybe eight or nine times at this yeah. point now. It's just a very real. Like the album, the transitions are just amazing. Like I mean, me and Mumbrella talk about it a lot. We're like the best thing about an album is when it's one full piece of music. When mm-hmm. like the Metro Boomins, when like they have the albums where it's like the songs fade into each other. Like some of the probably my favorite one, honestly, is like how do you how do uh, how do I make you love me? The transition from that and to take my breath. That one's a very gasoline cool. is a fantastic song. Mm-hmm. Out of time. Here we mm-hmm. go again with Tyler the Creator. Yeah. Um, I heard, I heard you were married with Lil Wayne. Yeah. Do you have an early favorite right now? Favorite song? I gotta say either Gasoline or I Heard You're Married. Yeah. My my early favorite is probably uh, Less Than Zero or Out of Time right now. Oh, That's yeah. probably, those are the early favorites. The album obviously just came out recently, so... Yeah, we can give, give us some time. We're gonna... We're gonna, have to, we're gonna have to bust down a little bit more. And I'm see what, sure see what, see what hits, see you guys are gonna see this uh, come this time next year. Yeah, probably. When we're, when we're discussing our top tens. Mm-hmm. But this this was a fantastic album. Yeah. Uh, I really can't complain. I have nothing yeah. to complain about the weekend. Me, me and Smoke, which I'm a little tight, he's dead because we were wanted. I wanted to chat with him. But him, him and I have been chatting about this album for a minute. And the fact that we finally got it and then it exceeded my expectations, mm-hmm. I'm more than happy with. Exactly. Can't say enough good things about this album. If you haven't listened to it yet, please listen to it. You won't. You won't regret it. Not at all. But I don't know if you had anything else that you wanted to talk about. This is uh, on the shorter end, or only an hour and six minutes. Yeah, I mean, like that's okay because I know our last couple episodes have been really long anyway. So we'll give you guys a nice easy last easy watch. To Especially considering next week we are going to be diving right into yeah, Avengers of, of Age of Ultron. Yeah, the end of phase two. So next week, look forward next week to be a lot longer of an episode, a lot mm-hmm. more stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll have our end of the end of phase trivia and award show as well. Mm-hmm. So definitely stay tuned for that. But we'll let you guys off with a little easy one this week. Nice, yeah. probably around hour long episode. Yeah, nice easy listen. But. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. Hopefully you guys uh, don't enjoy Ant Man. Um, <laughs> but thank you guys for listening. Uh, of course. We will see you next week. Of course. With uh, Age of Ultron, hopefully. And I think the it's phase two. So we'll probably be doing like our awards for the phase, that kind of stuff. I think so. it's just going to be the two of us again. Mm-hmm. Unless someone comes on last second, which I mean, why not? If, yeah. if anyone wants to come on, please. But so we shall see y'all next week for Age of Ultron.